Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first Disney podcast. This is All Ears, episode one. My name is Rachel, and Nico, you say hi. What's up? It's Nico, aka Co World. Some people on YouTube <laughs> and the and the vlogging community may know me through as Co World. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, we are former Disney cast members, um, and pretty much all we do is talk about Disney, so we figured that we'd talk to everyone else about Disney, too. Um, so, you want to talk a little bit about our experience with the company? Yeah, so we uh, did the Disney College program in the spring of 2018, and we both were lucky enough to work custodial together in Disney Springs, and that's how we met. Maybe one day we'll be back working together as cast members, but for now, we'll just talk about it into microphones. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. And in future episodes, we'll definitely talk more about our experiences with Custodial, the Disney College program, um, and just all about working in Disney. We'll always reference it in all the episodes as well. But Absolutely. Yeah, so on this particular episode, uh, we're going to get into some Star Wars action. So Nico was actually lucky enough to get to go to the cast preview of the opening of Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. So Nico, how exactly did that happen? Yeah, so this past weekend, um, from Memorial Day weekend, from the 24th, and I just got back, actually, this morning, <laughs> uh, so I guess technically the 28th of May, um, I went out to California. I'm from the D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia area, and um, yeah, I took a plane out Friday night. Um, the whole purpose of the trip was I was actually meeting up with my friend um, from college who goes to UD, um, and he's actually doing a professional internship with uh with Walt Disney World or Walt Disneyland it's not not Walt Disneyland with Disneyland um <laughs> oh my god in California so he's doing a engineering um internship which I'll definitely talk more about um as well the next our next episode is going to be about my um Disneyland experience and just going there and being with um a cast member there since um I did go 11 years ago I think it was 11 years ago to Disneyland but didn't really remember much since I was like nine um, but yeah, so I went out for that. He invited me for the cast member preview, which plays on Sunday, May 26th. So, um, the way it kind of worked was the cast members who worked in Disney, who work in Disneyland right now kind of got put into a pool, um, online on the hub website for the cast members. And you had to request a slot of where you want to, uh, when you want your date and then, uh, what time. And you get a four hour um, slot of, to preview the land if you do when you're drawing or your raffle for your slot. Um, so uh, my buddy, his name is Nathan. He um, He's doing the PI there. Um, he said, yeah, if you come out, um, I'll give you my guest pass too. So if you win the raffle, you get one for you, the cast member, and then one for a guest who does not have to be a cast member. Um, and he knew I was a big Disney fan. Um, we worked together back as, as tour guides back at UD. So um, told me to come out and I like book my flight like two probably like two weeks before the 26th and um, I'm like this is a once in a lifetime once in a lifetime opportunity so I went for it and got to see Star Wars Land so that's what we're going to talk about today as well as all the unf- other information you have to know before it opens um, this Friday the May 31st in the Disneyland Park. So Disney Parks blog they actually uh, published an article called nine things to know before you go um, to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and this is specifically for Disneyland. So Disney World is going to work a little bit different, um, also because Disney World is opening later. Um, but I think the most interesting thing, that and it's the number one thing on this list too, is the reservations, which has never been done before in a Disney park before. Um, so this says reservations are required to enter Star Wars Galaxy's Edge between May 31st and June 23rd. Um, now that's really interesting because... You know, I, I think they learned from Pandora and Disney World because it was such a disaster. Um, so I guess, and especially Star Wars has such a huge cult following that they felt like they needed to have specific windows of guests go in. Um, so if you're wondering, um, valid theme park admission and a reservation are both needed to enter the new land. So don't try to just show up because it's not going to work. <laughs> um, and then you check in two hours prior to your reservation, and then you get to go in when your reservation uh, begins. So right now, I think the only way you can get reservations is on Disneyland.com, right? 
Yeah, so um, I guess we first sort of started it off by saying to Jennifer, the people who aren't huge Disney fans, um, <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is a new, brand new, um, I don't know, like 15, 14 acre land or something like that, that they're adding to Disneyland and Walt Disney World and Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Sorry, I should have um, gone back based, farther. <laughs> yeah, all based off of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but we'll get more into the story and the theme in the land a little later. Um, but yeah, since they since Star Wars is like one of the most iconic franchises, if not the yeah, most iconic is. franchise ever created. Um, yeah, it is. And the, the fact that Walt Disney World, the top tier entertainment uh, company in the world, is creating this land for their uh, first park um, is they knew it was going to be insane. So mm-hmm. to kind of control the guests, they made this reservation system. Uh, and they, I think they, with the cast member previews, they did it exactly how they're going to do it on opening day. Um, with the four-hour period, um, you can check in up to two hours prior to your reservation time. So uh, me and Nathan had our date for the Sunday the 26th from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. So we got to the parks around 9, 30, 10, and we went straight over to Tomorrowland. Um, we went to, so that you could um, check in? Yeah, to check in. So we went to okay. Star Wars Launch Bay, and they had Launch Bay um, closed off to everyone else. And they said um, private cast member check-in so we got to check in there um we got our wristband so um each time has a different colored wristband and then um, mm. that's kind of your credentials to get into the park or get into star wars land um and then you have up to your time so we um waited until 11 uh 11 p.m uh, i don't think there's any more cast member previews left but i don't know if they're going to do this on um opening day and with all the other dates. Um, but they well, how had, many people would you say were, how many cast members were in the park when you were in that three hour window? Oh, there was a lot. Um, really? It was I'll, get, I'll get into like waits later, but um, I think when we first got there, the wait for, for Millennium Falcon was already now over, in, I think around an hour and a half. Oh my god! So that's insane. I I would think that they'd do like small waves of cast members, but I yeah, guess they kind of like the fact that so many cast members and that they allowed a guest pass, which is really nice that they allowed guests to come in, which made me that's very nice. Uh, a lot of that's a lot of see. I guess they wanted to see it with with um a lot of people, so they didn't want to see the ride flowing with barely any people, um, which kind of makes sense. But as I was saying, um, um. When you go to your go to Star Wars Land area for your reservation, uh, one thing to know is that there's three entrances uh, for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not. If I get some stuff wrong, I'm not too familiar with Disneyland. That was like taking taking my second time. Um, really felt like my first, but there's one in Fantasyland, um, an entrance, and then there's one. I think it's their version. I think it's. What do they even have Frontierland? Whatever Big Thunder Mountain is, mm-hmm. um, they have one by there, and then they have one all the way in the corner um, by Critter Country. So we were going to enter through Fantasyland because the Fantasyland and then the one by Big Thunder are kind of like the main entrances that you go to to get. When you enter there, that's when you get exposed to like the whole huge spectacle of Galaxy's Edge. So you see the Millennium Falcon and um, and um, so reservations went online about like two weeks ago on disneyland website um they sold out within two hours um for all the slot times so between may 31st and june 23rd you have to get a reservation and they are completely sold out the only possible way you can get the only possible way he can get a reservation now is by booking a hotel in the disneyland resorts and there's only three disneyland resorts and that guarantees you a reservation slot um to one of to see Galaxy's Edge with a valid admission in the park. Um, but if you do want to go on opening day, I believe the cheapest hotel will cost you around $1,500. Oh, easy. Um, and that's in the budget resort um, in Disneyland. So Wow. Yeah, it looks like everything's basically based on the reservation system. And honestly, most of the things on this list are answering questions about the reservations too, because again, no one's ever done the reservation system before um in the parks the current disneyland resort costume policy is still in effect so if you are uh, 14 years of age or older you can't dress up as ray in the parks um tragic uh and then download the official disneyland mobile app to plan ahead so i really think that this list was made 
to answer all the ridiculous questions about the reservation system. Yeah, this um, is like their way of saying, warning, do not be a angry <laughs> guest that comes into Disneyland on May 31st without a reservation demanding to get in. Don't try to just show up. It's just not going to work out. Yeah. And you know it's going to happen, too. They're, of yeah. course, going to get some Definitely. angry guests. You're going to be there at like as early as humanly possible. And then when they tell them, do you have a reservation? They don't. They're going to be so mad. Right. (laughs) But they should have um, read the list first or listened to the podcast. (laughs) Um, All right. So that's the end of our list of nine things you need to know before you go. Yeah, it's a pretty good list. Oh, also one other point out um, with like the with the reservation system there at least for the initial f- opening phase they're not doing fast passes for millennium falcon smugglers run mm, yeah that it's is... all gonna be a standby line they do have single rider line which is what i did my first time i wrote it i heard about that i heard there was single rider which should make it a little um, bit better i think it'll make it a little bit better the single rider line still was a decent weight mm-hmm. but um i'll get more into that when we talk more about the ride yeah um, but yeah, let's uh, go over some other things you should know before heading into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And uh, for all the other, and other information, if it's not off the top of our head, we're going to be referencing WDW News today. So check out their uh, website. They are a great news outlet for all your Disney Parks news. Um, Good plug. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> uh, so one thing I referenced earlier is that uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, the second ride in Galaxy's Edge, will not be opening on opening day. Um, so they're kind of opening the Galaxy's Edge in two phases. The phase. There was an yeah. absolute uproar about this in the yeah. Disney community. I just saw so many angry articles and tweets, and everyone was just so upset because, I mean, essentially, if you think about it, they kind of are cheating. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what they did was um, they uh, well they announced it back at. The last D23. Was it last D23 or two D23s ago? Two D23s yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, been waiting forever. Yeah, we've been waiting for a while. Um, <laughs> but they announced this, and uh, as they got closer and closer, they started doing, they did like the projected year, and then they finally did like the season. So um, was this one scheduled for summer or fall? Or summer 2019 is what they announced. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were saying like May. I mean, people were saying like July, August, and especially for Disney Worlds, they said um, they said fall twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone knew it was going to be later. Um, they always said that, right. but um, a few months ago they came out with the actual dates and they said May thirty first, and then August. Um, I forget what Disney World is, but um, in August. People it like, was way earlier than oh, that's super early. But then there's of course the catch that one of the rides will not be open, and this Rise of the Resistance uh, um, is supposed to be the big, uh, the big ride there. As far as they're claiming it, well, they always do this when they open up a new ride, but it's supposed to be the most te- <laughs> technologically advanced uh, ride Disney has ever made. Um, and I, that's I believe we, them. Yeah, I believe them on this Everything one. That's I've why I read about it. That's why they said they're uh, this one's taking so long. Uh, they're just putting yeah. all their time and effort into this one. Yeah, so, yeah, honestly, after after going to Pandora and seeing their claim of best new ride and going on Flight of Passage, I I believe this one's gonna absolutely fling it out of the park. Like, <laughs> yeah. So this will be in the phase two that'll open up later this year. Um, they haven't announced the official date yet. Um, but this is what WDW News Today says. Uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, the most ambitious, immersive, and advanced attraction ever. Imagine that will put guests in the middle of a cinematic <laughs> battle between the First Order and the Resistance and blur the lines between fantasy and reality. Ooh. Oh my god. As a huge Star Wars fan, that sounds like heaven, and I can't wait. And I believe it's like trackless ride yeah, vehicles, too, be, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be those trackless ride yeah. vehicles, which are pretty advanced. All of the uh, pictures I've seen, the ride vehicles look like kind of smaller versions of great movie mm-hmm. ride vehicles. Yeah. Uh, with a droid in front yeah, of them, which droid. is really cool, because uh, I miss the... I miss the great movie ride <laughs> vehicle, so it'll be nice to have that back for a little bit. Yeah, so I don't um, know when they're going to open that. Um, I'm. They said later this year, so I'm guessing maybe like October, November. 
2019 will Fingers be my guess. Fingers crossed soon. Um, hopefully as soon as possible. So you don't get a good guess for too long that there's only one ride in this whole land. Oh my god, I can't believe there's only one ride. Yeah. Anyway, but there is one open right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the good news. Um, <laughs> moving along, some of the th- we'll talk about some of the theming if you want. Um, yeah. Some of the things that kind of puts it above and beyond all the other lands um, is that they have like um, entertainment walking around the park, just roaming around um, anything from droids to cast members who are playing the parts of the citizens um, in, in galaxy's edge or black spire outposts is like the, so what's the, the official terminology? Yeah, let's break it. Let's break it down. Cause there's many layers to this identification of star Wars galaxy's edge. So the land is called, Star Wars Lang, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is the official name that Disney calls it. Mm-hmm. And then we're on the planet Batuu. Which is in the Outer Rim territories right? for Star Wars fans. It's And right. I believe it was it was featured in Solo, which is the one Star Wars movie yeah, I haven't Solo. seen. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I think it's one. very briefly referenced in there. Like They don't go too deep into it. but The article says and, uh, the planet was a bustling trading port. Okay, um, yeah, and the area is called Black Spire Outpost. Okay, okay, sure. so that's yeah. like that's like the city that it's in. On yeah, where where the, yeah where they're hiding. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing is there like an area for the resistance and an area for the First Order? Like how how exactly? Do they, yeah, that is it. Mm-hmm. So the oh. resistance. So the First Order is by that um, by the entrance by Fantasyland. So okay. they have um, when I was there. Um, so they had the stone troopers and then they had Kylo Ren walking around with him. And, um, when I saw him, they had the show on his ship. Um, and then, um, he like used the force to choke out the cadet former there. And then he oh, came down. What? No, 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 no. You have to talk about that more. <laughs> okay. So it was like a mini show. I don't know if it's an official show, but it was very short. Um, he came down his ship. Kim's down from his ship. Okay. So the ship <laughs> drops down. The fog machine goes, Kylo Ren comes down, uh, and the cast member is like narrating the show. He's like, Whoa, hey, what's up, bro? Shut up. That's awesome. And then Kylo Ren's like, Whoa, dude, get out of my way. And he uses the forest and he chokes him out. And the dude's like, And Kylo Ren's like, We need to find the resistance. Um, and the stormtroopers are like, Yes, sir. And then they go <laughs> off the stage and go through the crowd. Um, and what was cool about when Kylo Ren was on the stage, some of um, the entertainment um, cast members who are playing the members of the Resistance were running around, and they're all... One of the best parts I thought was the costumes. Anyone from regular frontline cast members to entertainment mm-hmm. who were actually dressed up as members of the Resistance. Right, So yeah. they were... Um, they had, like, their hoods up, um, and then they were, like, running around saying, shh, don't let them find us. Oh, like, in the crowd? Yeah, in the crowd while we're watching the show. God, that's awesome! They're like, they like, have you seen him here? Have you seen him there? Oh my god! And you see them running through the entire land. Yeah. Um, and then one side of the land is where the resistance has their designated hideout. Where yeah. They are hiding. Like a resistance base? Is that what it's supposed to yeah, be? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm guessing that like first order, you won't find any first order people in the resistance area. Oh no! Kylo Ren went to the resistance area. I've, I've, oh, he just me and, like me, walked me and Nathan. It. Me and Nathan were walking with him, and we were like trying to trash talk him. Um, oh, you're so cool! Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> um, it's fun to it's fun to trash talk um, the stormtroopers, and they get up all yeah, in your agreed. face. They'll play um, back with you too. That's the best. Part. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, they got all the way to the area. Um, but I never saw him directly confront a member of the the resistance. They were pretty good at hiding. What's cool is that they came out, they debuted this a few weeks ago. Um, what they're basically going to have is for all cast members, pretty much, there's not a set costume, unlike everywhere else in the rest of Disneyland. They have set costumes for each land that's mm-hmm. themed to where they work. Mm-hmm. Entire Galaxy's Edge, you get to, they give a, a bunch of options you can choose from, and each cast member has the option to make their own costume. So you can kind of change it up. They have different accessories. Um, so going off of walking around Canada, so they did have Kylo Ren and the Stormtroopers uh, walking around. But also, at least in concept art, I think they, they've announced this. Um, you always saw the droids jumping around mm-hmm. and how they're supposed to interact with, interact with the guest. 
Um, unfortunately, when I did my cast member preview, they did not have droids ready to be roaming around. There's, oh, that's sad. Um, yeah. So also, I wanted to point out a cool thing being with Nathan. Um, he's doing his, he's doing an engineering internship, so he kind of he didn't work directly with Galaxy's Edge, but people in his department, um, like for example, his roommate worked directly on Galaxy's Edge as part of his PI. And wow, do you know what he um, did? Um, I don't know exactly what he did. No. Um, but he kind of gave him the insights of how some things aren't ready and what's taking so long <laughs> here and there. So it was, um, I will say it was kind of noticeable that the line wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, we entered from Crater Country, which is where the Rise of the Resistance ride is going to be. So there was like a good couple acres of just walking. Um, and there's nothing there. Like the theming was so sweet. Like you can see all the rocking and all the rock work and stuff, but is there a ride building or is it just like nothing's there? Oh yeah, the ride building's humongous. Um, okay, so yeah, the show building say. is done. Um, they're just working on little things here and there, so looks promising. It'll be done um, before the year ends here in 2019. Um, but yeah, keep on going back to uh, construction. Construction was still going on. Um, even so, Nathan he got to. I was like his fifth time being in the land. He's gotten to do some like private engineering tours. Where they went in it without like any people, and he mm-hmm. said it was like noticeable how much they've gotten done since he last was in there. Um, also, I noticed they were getting they did have like press boxes um, and like cameras set up for when they're doing the grand opening, which is tomorrow. Is it? Y- yes. Yeah. It is for the tomorrow. ribbon cutting ceremony, so I think Bob Iger will be there with his big wigs and. I was just gonna ask if Bob was gonna be there. <laughs> course, yeah, he'll be there. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he saw on social media the other day when he like posted a picture and he said how to impress your how to impress your friends and he brought like JJ Abrams and um Dealberg Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. That was uh, some BDE right there. <laughs> you can do that when you're in the, when you're in oh charge of all of Walt Disney the company. But yeah, Perfect, uh, let's uh, continue on with uh, merch in the in Sours, and I will warn you. Um, it felt, I know it's not true, but it felt like ninety percent of that land is merch and selling. It is I a huge money maker, which is I think part of the big reason why they did the two phases. They just want to push it out. Mm-hmm. You know, they know people will still come to capacity. Doesn't matter. Star Wars fans are big spenders. I mean, you can just look at the Star Wars hotel that they're currently building. It's it's in Orlando, and it's going to be a completely immersive experience. It's yeah, and it's going to be so expensive. Gonna it's like going to be like bungalow, private bungalow prices in the Polynesian, which run you run you well over well over a thousand dollars. People are going to do it though. Um, and there's there's limited oh rooms, so people are going to love that even more. People are going to be like, oh, I got to get a room. Oh, absolutely, and same with the merch here too. I mean. It's it's gonna be just Galaxy's Edge merch, which is gonna be hard to get your hands on for yeah, a little while. So, I'm sure. Um, a cool thing, a um, cool thing is that we did get to check out the merch, and we we're given the option of buying. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, the the so the big merch area when you walk in um, is the what is that the the marketplace. Um, so you can walk into the marketplace and it feels like a marketplace. It's really small to make it feel more authentic. And at each side, there's yeah. different, yeah. um, there's different shops you can go to. So, um, there's the Black Spire Outfitters. There's the, I don't know how to pronounce these. Toy, Toy Darian Toy Maker. Is that the, I know, oh, the Creature Stall. The Cat Saka's Kettle and yeah. the Jewels of Birth. Um, you don't want to know the first. You want to know? Guess where the first place I went to in the marketplace? Um, who I don't know the you know toy place. I went to the restrooms. <laughs> no, you didn't. Shut up. That was the very first Did place you I went. Actually, mm-hmm. no line. Oh my god. Okay, Everyone, well, how were they? Had a line. They were amazing. <laughs> they were themed yeah? and everything. Nice. They were themed and everything. There's like. Where was the stock closet? Oh, I didn't see the stock closet. Probably hidden. Like knowing them, they would probably oh, hide it. Wow. Um, I wonder if you have to go oh. backstage for it. Yeah. Um, something kind of 
uh, detail they left out. So I'll get into the lingo later, but there's there's lingo um, that they use in the in the thing. And I know I read that restrooms are refresher, but outside oh. to uh, a little disappointing. They wrote for restrooms outside the restrooms. They oh. didn't put refresher, well, which I don't consistent. know why. I don't know why that was not consistent. That's something Disney. Well, maybe because if they put refreshers, people would think drinks. Maybe. I don't know. But I feel they, like what, if I heard the word refresher, I'd be like, I mean, I time like, to get a refreshment. I feel like if you, even, if you put it in in the lingo, in the official lingo card, that refreshers restroom. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. got to put, yeah. it's the refresher, not the restroom. But uh, I digress. Um, it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, the restrooms are really <laughs> nice if you're if you're wondering. They are fully themed. Um, the The sinks are like all a big shared sink. You know, those oh, sometimes, really? uh, and it looks like, a trough it looks like all rustic, and uh, <gasps> it's cool. It's cool. Put in. I want to pick up a shift at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah. Also, cool thing about the custodials: no whites. You get they are included. No whites. They are included in picking their own costume. If you're wondering what we're talking about, uh, when we both worked at Disney World in custodial, we had to wear all white costumes. If you've been to the parks, you've probably seen us. We're everywhere. We're the ones literally in all white with the pan of broom usually because we're requir- required to carry those around. Um, so it's just, it's a thing where if you've been in custodial in the Disney parks, wherever you go in the Disney parks, you have to go check a restroom. Yeah. It's like a, like a habit that we can't break. Yeah. We made the same costume in world and land, the all whites. Also, mm-hmm. very side Always note, the doesn't do with Star Wars at all, but I don't know if I showed you this. Um, custodials in Disneyland. First, they're blue jackets mm-hmm. that, we had there is a have a disneyland patch on it that's cool yeah i know isn't um, so even cool cooler they get a like a red pullover that is custodial too which a lot um, of them were i want a red pullover yeah. excuse me god wear that <laughs> but whatever i want that <laughs> back, whatever back to star wars <laughs> um the marketplace was very cool they were very since it is very small like i was saying um mm. that's gonna be I can't even imagine what it's going to be like opening day. It's not going to be, it's not going to be good because when we went, there's obviously less people than there's going to be opening day and the lines were wrapping around everywhere because there's no, there's no place for a queue in any of the marketplaces. There's no place for people to line up in line because if you line up in line, you're blocking all the other stuff. So when people lined up, no one else can shop, which it's gonna make people mad. So I only got to go mad. into a few shops. I didn't even go into the. I didn't go into the creatures. Though. I know you wanted to hear about it, but yeah. I did not go into the creatures. Though that's okay. I kind of get why they would do that, though, because it's kind of forcing it to be a more organic-looking marketplace. If there's nowhere yeah. to line up, like, and you the physically can't. Like the theming will be better, which is a great creative choice. I don't know if it was a great choice consumer-wise, because again, people will always be upset, but. I don't know. I'm I'm psyched. I'm kind of psyched about that. <laughs> yeah, but with, yeah, but the creature stalls are kind of like the if you've been to Pandora, they're kind of like the banshees that go on your shoulder. Very yeah, similar I idea. know, but Star Wars. <laughs> but Star Wars themed, and That's there so are some cool. there is some ugly looking creatures. I want one. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't know what the price is, but I'm gonna guess around fifty dollars. That's a complete guess. That is not aren't a quote. The, aren't the banshees sixty? The Banshees are pretty expensive. I know with my cast member discount, I still couldn't afford it. Yeah, I think the Banshees are around around 60, around that area. So I'm yeah. sure Star Wars is about there too. Yeah, a nice thing for the preview. So cast members were able to buy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And they gave us a 10% cast on the receipts, a cast media only uh, 10% discount. But they did warn us that like on opening day and forward, cast members will get no discount. Oh, just in in Star Wars? In Star Wars Lands, yeah. I don't know about... I know for food, Nathan got a discount on his food. Okay. Um, I'll talk about that a little later where we ate and everything, but um, I don't know if they'll keep food uh, in future days for cast member discounts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about food. Might as well. Yeah. Talk about food. Um, Don't marketplace. I will make a bold statement and say food um, got, I would say it's the thing I enjoyed most in the whole land. Shut up. Yep. Besides like the theming, which is incredible. 
Um, the food was what I was most pleasantly, I'll say most pleasantly surprised by huh. and satisfied by. Okay, explain. So first thing, the first thing I got was I went to the milk stand. Um, you can <laughs> choose the blue or the um, green milk. I, I know you can get it frozen. Like I got it frozen. I think you can get oh, liquid you... Wait, wait, which one did you get? That's important. I got the frozen blue milk and Nathan got the frozen green. How was it? They're both of like very good vegan. Uh-huh. Um, they're like a fruity. I don't know. When I tasted my blue one, I felt like it's something I've tasted before, but couldn't really put my nose on it. But um, it is called milk stand, but there's no dairy in it. So if you're lacto- lactose intolerant, um, oh, don't worry. You can still drink it. Wait, it's I have a question. like a smoothie. Yeah. Does it taste kind of like the Pandora drinks? No. Okay. All right. Really. I was wondering. Um, I guess I guess it has it could be like a cousin of it. <laughs> oh, that was very gourmet of you. <laughs> but no, it's kind of it's it really is its uh, own little thing. I don't know. It felt like I've tasted something like it before, but I really couldn't think of it. So I'm gonna say it was a pretty okay. unique, delicious drink. I nice. we what we did was we got our milk stand when we got our milk drink and we waited a single rider in the Blending Falcon Smuggler's Run. We kind of stepped on it there, um, but it was really good. Um, I think it runs around eight dollars. Um, <laughs> it's not terrible. Worth um, the money. the money? I would get it. I was ready to get round two. All right, um, I thought the blue was better than green. I got blue. Nathan thought the green was better than green blue. So two up two. I would recommend oh. blue though. Okay. Did Did you eat anything else? Yeah. So we had a full meal at a at the. Docking Bay 7, which is kind of like the main quick service food and bev place. So we had the lunch entrees. Uh, so some of the options we have, they're all th- pretty generic foods, but um, they are all decorated differently and all called something different than your typical thing. But the smoke kadu ribs, is that how you say it? But that's a, that's a sticky pork ribs. with a comes with a blueberry corn muffin and cabbage slaw. Ooh, and then the Felician Garden Spread. That's a plant-based, okay. uh, in quotes, kefta uh, with herd, herb <laughs> hummus and tomato, cucumber, relish, and pita. Um, I will say, oh, there's a little more. Um, and there's a roasted Endorian tip-yip salad, which is, I guess, Endorian is translated to chicken. So it's a marinated chicken with mixed greens, roasted seasonal veggies, oh and pumpkin seeds tossed with ranch. Um, and then there's finally a yob shrimp noodle salad, which is a chilled shrimp-like salad with noodles. Um, it varies a little bit for... Um, there's a couple more options for um, dinner time and a little different for breakfast. And I got a few dessert options, but I'm going to focus on lunch since that's what I experienced. Wait, wait. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. So when you said Endorian... Um, I just put it together in my head. There's a planet called Endor, um, and so I think the, <laughs> I think they're trying to tell you that that's like a person from the planet roasted, or a, otherwise like a creature. Oh, savage! Because End- Endor's Endor's where the Ewoks live. Do you remember the Ewoks? Oh, yeah. Little yeah, yeah. Things? Uh-huh. That's that's Endor. So savage. <laughs> well, they kinda... taste delicious because I got. <laughs> I went with the Andorian, fried Andorian tip yip, which is the crispy oh chicken with the potato mash and herb gravy. And it was awesome. But it was very good. Um, one of them. Oh, my heart is broken. <laughs> um, one of the. When you. So it comes all nicely presented. Each of them look beautiful. Um, I think it runs you around $16 for the fried Andorian. Um, which is a little pricey, but it's not <laughs> terrible. Get over it, man. I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking of like clickbait. You eat an Ewok? <laughs> I have, I guess. It was one of the first ever. Oh my God. Um, right. Sorry. <laughs> so it's all presented in this nice uh, dish. And then also you're allowed to get your utensils on the side. And there's only one form of utensil. It's, a, it's like a galactic spork fully metal it's like a regular it's not a regular spork it's like a oh, it's a spork like with wait, the interesting design i showed you the picture i sent you the picture of it yeah wait it's metal yeah, it's, it's metal. metal so i will say disney i don't know that was so smart people will definitely steal those i may or may not 
has stolen a couple. I cannot confirm or deny. He definitely Shh. did. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm trying to get on the high <laughs> list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're full utensils. Wait, so so are they metal with the with the assumption that you're going to return them, like a buffet style oh, kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Oh, no one's gonna return them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, re- I returned the one that I used, but then I went back and may or may not have grabbed another one. Um, did he did? Cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> all right but yeah, no, they're really cool it was, it was a nice little nice little souvenir from there if you do yeah. decide to take one it won't cost you it'll only cost you the price of one indorian <laughs> oh sad um, all right yeah that's pretty much goes over um that part of the food we can move over to the cantina which is what one thing that a lot of people are hyped for i'm hyped for the cantina yeah how do you feel about the cantina uh well the cantina scene in general like in the original star wars movies is uh one of my favorite scenes like in all of it um so when they said they were making it i was really pumped um i can't remember i they are saying there's like a liquor rule that i remember hearing about the cantina and is it that you can't bring your drink outside of the cantina is that what i heard uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true, but yeah, basically the cantina they serve just drinks. It's just a bar and <laughs> alcoholic drinks. So it's a it's Star Wars bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> and the line for that place was insane. I bet unbelievable. It wrapped. It was a big snake. It almost wrapped around the whole pathway to get wow um, through there. Because the thing is, it can only. It's not that big. It only holds so many people. Yeah. Um, well, I know people... they, they want to set it up like exactly like the movie scene. So if if you haven't seen the movie scene, it's like a bunch of weird aliens playing music and like uh-huh. essentially drunk <laughs> people. But I think that they are setting it up as far as, far as my understanding is kind of like um, Cosmic Rays. It's, it's kind of set up like Cosmic Rays where there's like animatronic entertainment. Did you happen to sneak a peek and see? Yeah, so I saw... Um, I was able to, well, when the door opened, so I didn't go inside because it was, well, they, one thing, they kept on shutting down the line. They're like, this thing's no longer open. Um, oh, just so weird. people would, people would no longer wait in line because the thing was so yeah. packed. They're like, yeah, oh you God. can't, you can't even wait in line anymore. Every time that we went, cause we wanted to go really bad. And yeah. every time we passed by, we passed by probably like five times and they're like, nope, no more people in line. You can't wait. Oh. Um, but when the doors open, you can see DJ Rex, who's uh, from the original Star oh. Tours ride that yeah. they threw in there, which is really cool. RX 24. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in there bumping music, wow, keeping the lively him. atmosphere. Got a new got a new gig in there. Good for him. And I don't know if yeah. like, are they going to have other animatronics in there? Yeah. Um, it's So it's going to be RX. And then. Um, I just pulled up an article because I, I wanted to check myself, and it looks like it is just RX. Okay. Um, so I, I think it will be like set up kind of like Cosmic Grays, where he's in the front just doing his thing the whole time. Um, and I think that'll be really interesting, especially with over-serving and how they handle that. Yeah, so apparently there's um, a time limit that you can uh, stay okay. in there. They, they wanted to keep it at 45 minutes from what I was hearing from cast members. Okay. Um, I don't think people, they can't really time you when you get in right they just kind of hope that you clear out after a while all right moving along um two other merch things these are the big ticket merch things so harry potter um has their wands that are pretty expensive um that are like a they can pretend you're you pretend you're you're a wizard but uh disney world had their rebuttal and of course did the star wars um lightsaber um so it's you class. can buy you can buy those um authentic custom built um do you know how much the the can you guess the the, the retail price on those mm, i'm gonna guess uh, all right well the wands are i think 75 Wait, you actually you don't actually know ones i th- i think i know isn't it like okay. 120 no 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 more it's more shut up is it 150 no <gasps> is it two hundred dollars? <laughs> it is two no one hundred ninety nine dollars. Are you crazy? Oh my god, that's so expensive. 
Yeah. Oh my god. These things better actually cut someone in half if I'm paying two hundred dollars for a lightsaber. But they're they're like the the high class ones, aren't they? Yeah, I've heard they have a good weight to them, hefty build. Um okay. a lot of cast members bought them. You saw them walk yeah. you saw them walking around the parks. They come I don't know if they come with the case, I think they do, because everyone else had one. They had a little black case, didn't look very expensive or fancy at all. I'm telling you, cast members are some of the craziest Star Wars fans, so I completely they all had it. it. Yep, a bunch of them had them. The line was insane wow. to even get in. Wow. Um, what is it? It's uh, some workshop. It's Savvy's workshop. Um, Savvy's workshop? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's wild. Um, If you want a little cheaper option... Still, big ticket building your own thing. You can get a custom droid at the Droid Depot. Um, it's not a full blown, oh, it's not like an R two D two size droid. Um, it's more like a mini BB eight size droid. Um, oh. but that one was even That's more so popular. Cute. Um, because it had a price of only ninety nine ninety nine. Um, That's not bad. So hundred dollars for your custom built droid. You can droid. You can um. Basically, the customization is through the colors. You can do uh, pick out what parts of the droid, what color you want for it. And then you have the option to pay a little extra, of course. You have the extra cost option. You can have a, like a personalization chip. So you can have personal sounds Interesting. to interact with okay. you. I, I think I'd rather get the droid. Yeah. The droid sounds more fun. Yeah, it honestly. is. It, if, I don't know how much control you have over it and how much it interacts with right. you. If it like rolls around right. on its own, if it's remote control, I don't know much about it. I did get a chance to go inside the droid depot. The line wasn't as long. I think um, mm-hmm. I don't know. The guest flow was better there. I think a lot of people want to hang yeah. out in uh, Savvy's workshop. Yeah. This one, you kind of just go up to it. I think you just go up and tell them what colors you want, and then it gets built. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I would definitely rather have the droid because I have I have a tiny BB-8 uh, from my little sister, actually, that she gave me for my birthday. And I absolutely loved yeah. it. I mean, it makes the cute little sounds uh-huh. and like roams sense. around yeah. everywhere. And the theming yeah. is really go- the Which, cool in the shop. They had like the parts going around um, over you of the different parts oh, wow. of the droid. And it was on a consistent uh, carrier belt and cool theming in there. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, good for them. So do you think opening day or whenever you go for the first time, you're going to buy buy a droid? You're going to shell out $100? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I feel like my sister would be sad because she did give me my little BB-8. Uh, but honestly, I, I would kind of consider it. I think it would be so much fun to have a little droid running around yeah, my house. I, Depending – I okay, I'm going to have to look yeah, more into it, I, I would think. say – And then I'll consider good, it. Like, close to – Probably around 20% of the guests there, at least cast members there. Um, you saw them walking around with those things all day. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of covers all You're the good. main buildings that were actually open. So um, I don't know what else is going to be expanded over towards um, the Rise of the Resistance ride. There will be. A- it sounds like a lot of it's open. I mean, I don't know if they'll open that's like that the many central, more smaller yeah, that's like the big central before. area the big thing that hasn't isn't open is the resident resistance i think there'll be a couple stands down there um and then more of yeah. the resistance side with the characters will be down there um right. but yeah let's move on to the main attraction you know where i'm going to with this one yeah i know where you're going <laughs> <laughs> going to the millennium falcon yeah so we get to do millennium falcon smugglers run is the official name and they actually have a full-scale Millennium Falcon right outside. Oh, my God. Right I just want to put in a little comment that it has been my dream since the very first time I ever saw Star Wars to pilot the Millennium Falcon uh, and my entire family's too. So the fact yeah. that they made this into a ride is honestly one of the greatest things that could ever happen to me, I think. Well, you're in luck because you do have the option to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Um, <laughs> other jobs you can have. You could be the pilot. There's two pilots. There's two gunners, and there's two engineers. So it's a six-person mm-hmm. capacity per mm-hmm. ride. Um, and I think they have. So is it kind of like like a mission space kind of thing, but way more interactive? Yeah. So I would say it's a it's a it's a love child of mission space and um, Star Tours. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, 
So you want me to just get right into it? Nitpicking every little detail and what I think of it? Yeah, and I'll be sitting here crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, so we're going to go. Start in the queue line. The, let's start with the queue. Yeah. Um, the queue is very cool. Um, <laughs> they apparently, the general overflow, um, the general queue is supposed to hold up to four hours worth of people. Oh, my God. And they did. They, they expected it to be more than four at some point. Oh, my God. Because um, Pandora's been over four. Oh, so absolutely. Like, so it's yes. going to be even bigger. Flight of pass- it's going to be bigger than Flight of Passage. Um, so they have enough. Nathan was telling me the queue. Imagineer said there's enough for eight hours worth of queue. Oh, my God. Oh, as in like Which, everyone will get to be inside for that whole eight hours? No, 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 no. no. They overflow back. That's over. That's backstage overflow. Okay, okay, okay. He said. He said if it does go to eight, guess what will be put backstage? Okay, all right, that makes sense. So, how much of the queue is inside, and how much of it is outside then? Um, um, I would say only about an hour and a half, maybe two, bit inside. Okay, so kind of flight of passage ish. Yeah. Um, they, when I waited in line, so when I first got there, um, they kind of had the, so there was a lot of people when I first got there because they had in the morning four hours overlapping two of their hours, two of their last hours with the beginning two hours of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two hours, I don't know how it's going to work on reservation if they're going to do the same, but there's two hours you'll have with another over, overlap and then two hours you have by yourself with just your group, your four hour group. Okay. So you can definitely tell it cleared out. Um, during the second half of our time there. Um, so during the first half of our time there, we just went single rider. So we didn't get to see the whole queue, but I'll oh, talk sad. about my experience with the full real queue because I did get to do it when it was more cleared out. Oh, what? Um, did you ride it twice? Oh, yeah, I rode it twice. <sighs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I could have I could have easily ridden it three times, but I honestly, worst, didn't, want, I honestly didn't want to. Um, <laughs> oh, oh you didn't want to. Yeah, I'll get into my review for it later. Oh then, my god! Uh, oh my god! Are you about to negatively review the Millennium Falcon? No, no, I'm not. All right. No, well, we will see. Hey, you'll find out. Oh my god! Just tell the story. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna continue with the queue because I did get the chance to go through the full queue. Um, mm-hmm. it is very, very nicely themed. The first thing you go into is pretty awesome. It's like kind of mm-hmm. a ramp style queue. Cool. Um, so you go through the ramp and then you get put into the um the this is like the main attraction of the queue or actually there's two main attractions so you go into the room with the um the pre-show with hondo i'm sure you guys have seen the animatronic they have for him um wait no i haven't what seriously i don't think i have oh google that right really quick okay wait 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 just like look at pictures but it's the most lifelike animatronic i've ever seen in person it's not quite as good as the beauty and the beast ones that they're gonna have in shanghai i believe oh yeah um, those are crazy but it's it's up there it's definitely close why have i not seen this dude i'm surprised by like the amount of oh wait wait wait, wait 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 you know i did i did i did i did see it okay okay sorry 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 that was important continue yeah so that's in the queue he makes his oh whole God, spiel so pretty um setting up the story of um what your mission is and each uh job of each of the engineer the gunner and the pilot how we're gonna actually be flying the millennium falcon if anyone's interested his whole spiel is actually like online now really people yeah people have uh filmed it and put it online so you can watch you can watch hondo doing his thing fun fact um the voice who does hondo and for the animatronic he's the same voice as tigger and Pooh from the adventures of winnie the pooh same, oh my same, god that's same voice awesome. actor um wow. can't tell but yeah um so after you go in his his uh sphere, you go into another room wait a little longer um you get to go right behind the Millennium falcon you see like the windows you're like a little above it on a second floor now um wow. funny thing <laughs> is um nathan told me this um there's like these huge windows that look out to that part of galaxy's edge and um Disney's really into sight lines, so they really want to f- make you feel like you're immersed, and they do a great job. I'll um, yeah, I'll get into that part a little later how how immersed it is. But um, to block the sight line, there was one um, thing they didn't account for. You can see the top of Big Thunder Mountain in those windows. 
No um, way. So what they did is they put these little um, shades over that are like at an angle where guests can't see Big Thunder Mountain. They added that last second. Sneaky. Yeah, but if you bend down in some one of the windows, you can see Big Thunder. So they didn't do it. I wonder which cast member was like, um, hi, we have an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I can see Big Thunder. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, yeah. continue on. <laughs> you keep walking through. You get divided into what room you want to go to because obviously they have multiple Millennium Falcon rides. How oh, dare you? There is um, one Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they divide you. They divide you. Um, and um, then you get put into. I don't know if the. Actually, I don't know if the Hondo animatronics before or after this part when they divide you. Um, mm. But then you get to go in and you get put in like kind of a virtual queue where you first get your tickets, your group of six. Mm. So I would recommend going with a buddy, but also if you go single rider, well, actually me and Nathan, we got lucky when he did single rider. Um, you ended up in the same capsule. People, yeah, there weren't even enough people queued. So they put all six of all the next six people in line for single rider all together. So oh, that's great. we were all super happy. Like the pilots were friends. I was, me and Nathan were there together, and then a lot of the two were friends. So oh, that's so we're all super happy about that, and we didn't have to wait in line long. Yeah, um, so you may get lucky with that. Probably not with the crowds, but so you do get your your job. Um, Nathan was saying when he wrote it before, they kind of did it randomized. When I wrote it, um, they did the first two were pilots, which is the best. Second two were gunners, which is second, nah, second mm-hmm. or third best. I don't know, um, which were the um, gunners, and then the. Mm-hmm third were the engineer the third pair when nathan said he did it they randomized what jobs you were given they just gave out six tickets and it wasn't in pairs okay how to give it out so i don't know i hope they do it random else people try to people try to fudge the system when they say gunners do you mean like the little capsule that you see in the movies where you sit in that big moving chair with the gun um you it's just a button that you're pressing <sighs> That was honestly, when I watched the movies when I was little, the thing I wanted to do the most was not like specifically be the pilot of the Millennium Falcon, but be the person in that little moving chair in that capsule. Oh. Uh, it looks yeah, so it's not fun. As cool. That's all right. That's um, fine. I mean, I'll be perfectly happy to fly the Millennium Falcon too. <laughs> yeah. So I was Gunner my first time I went. Me mm-hmm. and Nathan were Gunners. Um, and you have the chance, you have um, the option to do automatic or. Uh, manual oh. definitely choose manual if you want a little more challenging of a uh, experience i did automatic by accident nice uh, but with manual it's not th- it's not that much difference you do have to choose high medium or low when you're shooting with uh okay. automatic you're just pressing one button over and over again which gets repetitive and kind of annoying yeah um and then uh, second time i went i was unfortunately not the pilot even though that's why i went a second time i really wanted to be a pilot <laughs> Um, I was the I was the engineer, so you're basically in charge of fixing the ship of any damages that happen to it. So okay, they have like a sequence. They have a button you have to press when it gets hit by an asteroid or something. Got it. Um, and then finally the pilots. That's the real deal. You're really flying the Millennium Falcons. If you if you shift too hard left, you'll crash left. If you go down too much, you'll crash down. So is it um, like the seats are like pairs of two, like it, like in the pairs movies? Of two, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like a bigger capsule, so it's not like Mission Space where they just kind of line you up and stuff you in a tiny capsule. No, no. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's um, kind of like at a diagonal. A lot of the pilots are on the front, gunners yeah. behind, and engineers in the back. Two Ugh, by two good. by two. That's what um, should be. Yeah, so pilots have the best seat in the house, and they have the best job. So they have, um, you can turn. One of them's doing the turning. One's doing the up and down, and then. I would recommend going on the right seat because that's when you get to do the light speed switch, um, which I think is the best part or the coolest part when you do it. Um, so you get to switch it up and they said, oh, we need to go on light speed. And you go, they're like, oh, hit it. Yeah, we um, do. My group was really fun. Um, I just, The first time I did it was really fun because, like I said, we we're all super excited that we were single rider, but we all got to ride together with our friends. Um, funny, my the person in front of me, uh, the pilots, they're like, oh, they're like these 30 year old girls, like, oh, um, we're really hungover right now, so 
Oh, uh, we might not be the best pilots, but we're like, oh, just have fun with it. Um, and oh. me and Nathan were gunners. Um, and then the person behind me was a an entertainment. She was a character performer. So I'm not really sure oh who God. she hung out with. But um, yeah. So it was, it was also funny being with the cast members. It w- definitely was more efficient the whole land in general because cast members know what they're doing you're gonna <laughs> yeah, have, cast members know how to get it done yeah you're gonna, have cast, <laughs> you're gonna have guests who are just so confused on the first day don't know what to do and that's gonna, gonna make it all 10 times worse but Hi. um so they are the roles are actually really responsive if you like i was saying if you steer wrong you're gonna crash um and then engineers are gonna have to fix it for you by pressing all their sequence of buttons gunners when you really press a button a gun comes or a little laser light beam comes out from your side of the millennium falcon and you get to shoot down so sick it says just shoot down anything in sight is what the hard instructions were so there's asteroid ships and everything that you're shooting down Mm -hmm. um so yeah i would say you want me to get into my review of the ride yeah yeah, so you kind of the premise is you're kind of just going through the whole galaxy, trying to make it through um, with a surviving ship. Cool thing is, if you crash your ship, um, you your exit will be a little different. We didn't crash; um, you have to do really badly to crash. But if you crash too many times, okay. your exit will be um, out of the money. In fact, it'll be like little damaged, which is really cool. That's um, so we cool. made it through, and then like give you rankings of I think one through three or something like that on how well you did. And they're all about credits is another one of the lingo words. Instead of money, you get credits. So when you're at the gift shops, it'll say like 40 credits for this t-shirt. Which Oh, t-shirt, that's so cool. The t-shirt was $40. I wanted to get it really bad. It was a really cool. You got a t-shirt? No, I didn't. It was a really cool t-shirt. Oh. And I was very on the edge of getting it because pe- people were buying it like crazy. It was a really nicely designed t-shirt, but it was $40, which is absurd for a t-shirt. Yeah, it's like a tour shirt. Yeah, I know. So I'm saying, I'm like, I'm at the Millennium Falcon concert. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I did not get a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay, but um, do your final review of the ride. Sorry. Back to the ride. <laughs> um, It was a very, very cool experience that they have that my favorite part was that they're actually responsive and that it's not like Mission Space where you can just press a button and if you don't press yeah. a button, it'll still go. So that was really yeah. cool. Um, I yeah, am really a little cool. salty that I wasn't pilot because that definitely was so much fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nico. <laughs> um, so back to the actual critique of the ride. The whole, um, the actual ride was, the simulation was good, but not amazing. Um, this, is a, this is a hot take, but I think I'll find people who agree with me. At least Nathan and him talking to other, his other cast member friends, they say the simulation in Star Tours is 10 times better. Oh, no. Which is really? shocking. Yeah, that is shocking. This is the newest, this was using the newest technology on this. Oh, that's, light speed, that's disappointing. Light speed is noticeably less realistic. Oh, they have light no. speed on both. And light speed in, in the Star Tours feels so real, right? You really get pushed yeah. back, and the wind comes in, yeah. and you get put at a halt when you're on the new planet. Yeah. So it's good. Wait, does it not do that on the Millennium Falcon? It tilts you back, I guess, but it doesn't feel really like you're going at light speed. <sighs> um, it does. Sad. It does turn you a little bit when you're like turning left. It does turn you when you're turning left and right and up and down. So that's cool. Right. When you get hit by an asteroid, it it vibrates. But same, right, it right, does the right. same thing on on Star Tours too, and I think it's better on Star mm-hmm. Tours still. Wow. Um, so I, I guess you're just going to say that you you piloted the Millennium Falcon, and then you go to Star Tours, and you have your real super immersive experience. <laughs> yeah. So it is super immersive. Like you really feel like you're in the Millennium Falcon, especially when you get to that okay, set good. of where the good. when you get to the set of um, the virtual queue. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. It feels like you're actually in there, and then you get into the cockpit, and it feels like you're actually in the cockpit, which is awesome. Right. Just the actual ride. Um, I'm gonna say I was. I want. I'm not gonna say very disappointed, but I expected. I had higher. Didn't you had make, high hopes. It didn't meet my high hopes, and I don't think it will meet the high expectations of most of the guests. 
Oh. Which I know it's a little disappointing here, but. Yeah, um, it's kind of disappointing. When I was here. reading comments. It's okay, I'll bounce back. When I was reading comments from like other cast members who have previewed it on like TCP, on like uh, cast member pages on Facebook, people were saying that some. I saw some comments that said the ride's trash, which is not. It's still a really good ride. But it wasn't. Yeah, it's just not. It wasn't jaw dropping. It, it wasn't like when I rode Flight of Passage the first time, my mouth literally was open. When I left that yeah. I was like, yeah. Whoa. There was no. I teared up a little bit on Flight of Passage for the first yeah. time. <laughs> I, I was just like so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. This one. So you didn't get that feeling no. with Millennium Falcon? No. Mm. The hardcore Star Wars fans, like, here, they, you guys will still love it. Like, I think I would ride it. Okay. Every time, if I wouldn't wait two hours for it or more, but okay. I would definitely. Well, it's if definitely, you're with me and that's the choice, you're gonna have to. <laughs> it's definitely a great <laughs> ride, but when the when the waits go f- over four hours, I just feel like people are gonna be mad. Like yeah. majority of people are gonna be like, "We waited that long for that." Mm. Well, I guess we'll see what the guest reaction is then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just have so I have like high expectations with like the. The stuff they pulled off with Pandora and some of the newer rides, um, and yeah. the fact that they're putting. When I asked Nathan, I'm like, "What was the budget for this uh, land?" And he's like, "There was no budget. They should have told him. They should have told him do what you have to do, and we'll pay for <laughs> oh it to the Imagineers." He said, "Like legitimately, oh what they told him." Um, and his his theory is they put all the budget towards Rise of the Resistance. So that's super hopeful. Yeah, no, that'll that'll be the jaw drop ride. Yeah, that'll be, that'll the, be one the one. So I'm not where I'm so overwhelmed. So I this is up. like kind of like the Rivers of Light. Still a really good ride. You Navi, mean Navi, Navi River Journey? journey. <laughs> rivers of Light, Rain boy. Uh, Navi River Journey. Still a really good ride, but I love Navi River Journey. Yeah, well, I know. I know you love it more than most people do. Uh, yeah, I, that's why I stopped I talking because I I know I love it more than most people do. do. So, um, and I'll probably love the Millennium Falcon more than most people do. Yeah, too. I mean, I still think people are going to like it. I think they'll like mm-hmm. it, but when those weights just get over four hours, I don't know. It's going to be hard to say it was worth, I think barely any people are going to say, wow, that was worth eight hours or four hours of waiting. <sighs> so like I, was, I was, like I was saying, I, I, I wrote it twice um, and I had the opportunity to write it a third time with because I, I left the, you're going to hate this, but I left the lands early, an hour early. I was, before my time was out. I was only in there for three mm. hours, and I in my full hour. I'm like, oh, I could spend another hour waiting in line, but I'm going to enjoy the rest of the weekend. <sighs> There's nothing else for me to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 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 I don't want to make it sound like Howard's <laughs> Edge is not amazing, because <laughs> it's nothing short of, it's nothing short of amazing. Um, I will go into my overall okay. review of the land now. Yeah, do that. Make it better. <laughs> the immersion is incredible. It is Pandora level. You really feel like... Thank God. And it feels bigger than Pandora. Um, there's more walking room. Mm-hmm. There's more stuff to do. Because like, Pandora is just like looking at all everything wow. here and there. But this with Galaxy you get to go inside of these sets that you see in the movies and feel like... You can build your lightsaber if you want to chill two hundred dollars, but oh you get to gosh. go in the cantina if you want to wait an hour, um, <laughs> three hours. I don't know how long the line is going to get the cantina in day for a long time. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, no, it was awesome. I was not disappointed. It was incredible. Good. Uh, it was still breathtaking. Good. The whole land, just um, when it's fully operational, that's when I'm going to be excited to go back. Seeing the droids walking around, I think that's going to be sweet. Seeing all, all the characters, I'm going to die. All the characters that I'm around, and all like they didn't have a full line of cast members. I don't think entertainment though. Um, definitely not. Just mm-hmm. seeing them interact with people and everyone getting used to the language. Hopefully, guests will be able to get used to the language. I know these, or I know Disneyland's mostly annual pass holders, so I think that'll be nice and picking up the lingo there. Um, yeah. and then when they get Rise of the Resistance I will be back um, I don't know how long in line I'll wait Hopefully, I wish I had a Kessler preview short wait for that but, but yeah Star Wars Lands I would say a solid 9 well at, at its current state 
a solid nine out of ten. I think when it gets to Rise of the Thank Resistance God. and the rest of it opens, it'll be a ten out of ten. I think I might just drop dead when I go of excitement. Yeah, you're gonna be running all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're gonna find me like on the other side of the park by the time you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. have already seen everything. <laughs> I was very discombobulated in there. Like, it's not that big as it is relatively for an expansion of a land. Right. It is huge. But you get, you get. Oh, yeah. Um, You get, after a couple hours being in there, you do know your way around. You get used but to it. But at first I was like, where, yeah. where are we? Like, didn't we, were we just here? Were we just here? I want to walk in and be lost. Oh, yeah, I was lost. <laughs> I want to have I no clue where I am. That's awesome. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. I'm excited wow. to see as they. As it progresses and keeps on building, and hopefully they add some shows because they didn't really have shows except for that one um, by the first order right. area. So, thing I'm most interested to see if people agree with my review of the Millennium Falcon because mm-hmm. honestly, um, I said this earlier. I was talking to some of my Disney college program roommates today um, in our group chat, and I said, um, "Hot take: Millennium Falcon as a ride, just a ride." Um, not including the queue and everything, because the queue puts it above and beyond. Um, as just a ride, I think it's as good, just as good, uh, or Star Tours is just as good, if not better, than Millennium Falcon. But yeah. Any last comments uh, before we wrap up our first episode of our our podcast? <laughs> uh. I don't think so. I mean, you, you did a really good job covering everything. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm really excited to see what more things we talk about. And maybe after Star Wars opens as a whole and we both get to go to like the whole thing, we can have another big podcast mm-hmm. of just a complete review of the whole thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to see where this podcast takes yeah. us <laughs> all right i don't know how often we're going to post episodes we're going to try to we have a lot of great ideas and a lot of great stories to tell for future episodes um so Heck yeah this has been great all right so we have co-world here we have waltzing around and as always code is your world thanks for waltzing around with us and episode one of all ears <laughs> is a wrap peace <laughs> Some imagination, huh? <laughs>